my when I was bringing my hand back, I brought the mic straight to my face. I thought I was going to die. I ah. I'm, so, I'm so happy I was here because he straight yelped. It was terrifying. It was ah! It's so good. Oh, uh-huh. I'll get you. Oh man, that's fucking much going to get you. Uh, he know, uh, you you know you're going to be replaced soon. Wake me up well, soon adjacent, I will say. <laughs> I and and I gl- I'm glad I get to say this on air because Frank will be able to join us for the Letterboxd game that we're recording. Yay! Oh. Now can we confirm him for Willie's Wonderland and the, the KG Greatness <laughs> Anniversary quiz show? I mean, you keep confirming everybody. We only have six slots on this soundboard. Well, I, hey, I, I like to have options in case other people don't show. Well, we can ask him when we see him on Saturday. Okay. Okay, good. Because we'll need to record it the next day or Monday. I, I know. We should probably do Sunday, actually. That way we can get all of it in the same day. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's about to be should, game uh, Let's do it there, champ. Yeah. Whoop. JoJo's doing a little... Uh, uh, little chair foo. Yeah, a little acrobatic. <laughs> not, not trying to do chair foo. Um... <laughs> They're putting up their feet. It's like the oh. it's like the slowest Magic Mike strip tease I've ever seen. <laughs> Just it's, like the it's cat. The it's like hold on, ladies. <laughs> I don't think your mic's gonna reach that it's, far. It's actually the opposite because JoJo's got a blankie on. We're actually kind of bundling up down here because uh, we uh, it stay cold down here in the AYCH slash Casey Great slash Art House Production basement. It is pretty nippy. I blame Abaddon. 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 Because oh, we all know evil spirits, they draw the temperature out of the room, and yeah, then we'll just true. be um, puffing our own breath. Here. I will say, for the first time ever, I'm uh, fortunate that I decided to do laundry today because uh, damn near everything I got on now is like fresh out of the dryer. I am quite toasty. <laughs> yeah, this, this, is, this is also the podcast table slash laundry table. The laundry is still on the table. <laughs> yeah. le- it really is. <laughs> There's legit laundry on the table. Well, look, I keep spare clothes at the shop because you never know what might happen. Uh, I keep sweatpants there, like primarily for when I come over here. I change out of the jeans into the sweatpants before I head this way because they're warmer, they're more comfortable, uh, and it's nice. But wouldn't it be cooler? Like, let's say hypothetically you're in a, a scenario where, at least, say you accidentally, I don't know, shit your pants. Sure. And all of a sudden, uh, it, in the distance, there's this giant truck <laughs> with a beautiful woman in it with a brand new fresh change of clothes for you. I mean, that'd be awesome. But yeah. they, but she has to drive through the front of your store in order to give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But see, the problem, though, is that if I shit my pants and I get into the sweatpants and I shit those pants, then I still have a backup pair of jeans at the shop because I'm really fucking paranoid. Yeah, Jimmy... Sh- Packs like he's gonna shit himself six times a day. But you don't know what's gonna happen. But one, and luckily we got him down to about three. <laughs> but what if one of the articles of clothing that she brings is a brand new Danhausen shirt that you don't own? I mean that would be awesome. But I already have my Macho Man shirt and a CM Punk shirt spare at the shop too. <laughs> You're just just good to go, aren't you? And a flannel shirt. <laughs> See what you don't know is Justin is a prepper. <laughs> well, my father actually was, uh, but you know, I, I only learned being paranoid from him, the dead bastard. So anyway, listen, somebody is dead. You don't have to keep talking about it. <laughs> God damn. God. Pat, you know, someone, uh, this is, this is a great segue. Someone mentioned to me the other day who listens to the podcast. Yeah. Like they loved our last episode. They loved the Teen Titans Go episode. Oh, good. I'm glad they enjoyed it. They did mention how sometimes you come across as slightly sociopathic. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to become more sociopathic. 
like occasionally it feels like you're trying to stab us in our emotional hearts is what they said hey you know like i said before <laughs> aych pat and caging greatness pat are kind of two different paths <laughs> was this like a was this like a rating was this a review <laughs> no they, they come in the shop oh interesting uh, it was mostly because of the whole bit where, you know, Canon can't read. <laughs> Which, Jesus Christ. I, I was, <laughs> that was fucked. Oh, God. <laughs> Funny, but fucked. <laughs> hey, maybe I'm just trying to take a page from a fellow ginger, Hugh Dance, I mean, Charles Dance, looking out for you. That's right. In yeah. the, the movie we watched tonight. It's a, this is a special uncaged episode, which you probably could tell by the theme song, which is just uncaged over and over and over. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's my Andrew WK impression. Uh, we have watched a classic movie starring Arnold Braunschweiger. Schwarzenegger. Gesundheit. Last action hero. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, uh, it, and, and God damn it, I forgot how much I love this movie. I really did. <laughs> but that's here on Caging Greatness, the show where we occasionally talk about Nicolas Cage. Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah. our batter Andrews is a little under par for a year, but, you know, we still have a lot to go. <laughs> to be fair, a lot of this year so far, all one All month four of weeks it, of it. All one month. Uh, a lot has happened, so, you yeah. know, like, we'll get that average back, and we'll pump up those numbers. Something, something, best laid plan, something, something. Right. I mean, uh, it's it's definitely <laughs> been a, a series of events. Yes. <laughs> that is uh, an accurate description. An unfortunate series? I mean, it was give or take. All right, all right, quick question. Of the Baudelaire orphans, who's who? Um, you see, here's, here's the problem. I don't know that property. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> okay. Jimmy, uh, you're, you're Violet, the inventor girl. Okay. Uh, Cannon, you're, uh, you're Klaus, because I know you want to wear glasses. Uh, Jojo, you're Sonny. You're the baby with the sharp teeth. I'm baby. I don't know what we're talking about either. And I and the incredibly deadly viper. Where's Jim Carrey? Where's Neil Patrick Harris? I'm confused. I don't know. I got nothing. God, when I was 10, those books were lit as fuck. <laughs> They're pretty good. I never even read the books. I just, Me, I I'm tight as fuck. <laughs> I just never got to that property. Well, you got yeah. time now. I know. I, know, I got plenty of time. This is like, uh, let me sneak it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just confirming. Just confirming. So last action hero, uh, it, it, this was Cannon's wheel spin, and this is what he decided. And I got to say, when it landed, like when you said last action hero, you told us last night after like a protracted hour and a half of trying to find the right GIF. It was not that long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was all a titter. Uh, but last action hero, I was super pumped. I had these figures when I was a kid. I loved them. I love Schwarzenegger. Conan the Barbarian is one of my favorite movies. Like Schwarzenegger, Lundgren, and Van Damme are my childhood, and two of them are in this movie. Looking to guess which two? <laughs> but uh, you know, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Weird, I know, right? That's <laughs> crazy. We always put the cart before the horse here at Cajun Greatness. That's right. We always put the Charles Dance before the Schwarzenegger here on Cajun Greatness. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice. <laughs> Who killed Mozart? <laughs> Zot. Schwarzenegger's Mo partner. Zot. So let's do our introductions <laughs> for anyone who happens to have stumbled across this somehow and has no idea what the fuck's going on. To my right, of course, is John. It's Jojo Housen. 
needs to get a little closer to the mic. And ah. to John's right is Pat. Hello, it's Pat Housen. Listen, all you be cast. And to Pat's right is Cannon. Yo, it's your boy, Skinny Penis. <laughs> <laughs> With the combo break. God, he was saying that earlier today, and I, I was like, you better say this on the fucking show. I don't know why. That bit has been in my head all day today. I think it was like a, like an old TikTok or something, but yeah. I don't know the context. But it's just like, you know, it's your boy, I think I know where that started. Penis. Maybe. I don't know. The only thing I remember for anything resembling that is from Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. No, I, I was thinking of t- uh, Tiny Meat Gang. Mm. I was thinking of uh, the Buttercream Gang. I'm just wondering why I ever watched Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. At least it wasn't European Gigolo. No, no, I didn't go that far. (laughs) I've gone that far. (laughs) I did, unfortunately, in theaters. It was gross. Ugh, awful. Yeah, there's there's so many better Rob Schneider movies you could have picked, Jimmy. Are there? I'm sure one's better than another. Judge Dredd. Benchwarmers. He was the sidekick in Judge Dredd. Benchwarmers is not super terrible. John Lovitz is in there. If I had it my stinks. own, if I had my own half of a golden ticket, I would pick <laughs> bench warmers because I'd die in Judge Dredd immediately. <laughs> so, last action hero. Uh, yeah, let's do that thing where we go around. We give our ratings because you know that's what we do here every so often. Yeah, Sometimes. occasionally if we feel like it. Yeah, every once in a while. Uh, so, Auto, stop looking at me like that. Hello. What did you think? Uh, so, I'm only familiar with like Schwarzenegger, Salone, mostly through just like cultural osmosis. I haven't really watched many of their movies, and I know this one. It has its fans, but not a lot of people really, you know, hype on this one as much as like Conan or Commando, Predator, Total Recall, so on and so forth. Unfortunate. But- but those people are fucking pee-pee poo-poo heads because this fucking movie is fun as shit. And I don't know. I had a fucking good time, uh, especially just all like when everything's exploding for no fucking reason. Like the guy who just burst into flames. <laughs> the air just caught him on fire. And, and just, like, I, I love how they acknowledge, like, how sociopathic, like, action heroes can be. And it is, uh, it's just really fucking good. <laughs> I give it four his, uh, literary figures with SMGs out of five. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> nice. Pat, how about you? Uh, this was my first time watching Last Action Hero, and it was a hoot and a holler, I have to say. A lot of fun. I love how it's poking fun of itself and the action genre, and it is completely bonkers. Uh, it, to me, there were some portions that kind of felt like when they're playing it straight, it starts to sag, but when it's just like Top Gun silly gags, that's when the movie really shines. But it's still a hell of a lot of fun. I give it a three and a half out of five. Nice. Canon? Oh, another classic in the days of Cannon Jr. <laughs> like, just wearing this movie out on VHS. I'm pretty sure my mom, like, rented it for me. Like, I remember watching it a stupid amount of times, so she had to have rented it for me a stupid amount of times. But um, 
it, it's weird. Like, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the on the show, but when I was a kid, like all the Schwarzenegger movies that I watched were not. Uh, like you said earlier, like your commandos, your predators, your terminators, and whatnot. I, I was with like your last action heroes, your kindergarten cops, your, jingle all the way. Your jing- uh, yeah, a little later. Yeah, jingle all the way. Classic. Um, you know your true lies, stuff like that. Um, of course, you know I watched all the classics later, but you know I, I guess I took the I guess kind of sort of Pat's mom route there. Not necessarily franchises, but like a career. <laughs> but um, it's. It's just it's just loads of fun. Like I haven't seen it in quite some time, but I was cackling the whole time. Uh, we uh, almost kind of sort of like uh, Teen Titans go to the movies. Very bit heavy, mm-hmm. very bit eccentric, super self aware, very meta, v- like very aware of itself, super up its own bum, no, but but in a good way. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we're gonna talk about it. One of my childhood favorites. I even remember. Uh, apparently, they spent a stupid amount of money with a marketing campaign with Burger King. Oh yeah. And I had one of those cups. It was almost like a 3D effect where you like you turn it and it moved. Uh-huh. Like, like, it, like a lenticular. Yeah. But you like you had to move the cup to make it do something because it had the sleeve that went yes. over it with the little lines. It's like the the old carousels that. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's or like what I, the covers to Robin Three Cry of the Huntress. Yes. Uh, I will say though, um, I bought this movie at uh, Barnes and Noble. It was five whole doll hairs on Blu-ray. Score, but second Blu-ray movie that I've bought that does not have subtitles for some fucking reason. That was odd. It that barely was... has a menu. Yeah, it doesn't. It just yeah, says play, play movie. Yeah, <laughs> or feature. No, yeah, yeah, it was no menu. Because at least with Monster Squad, like it had like setup options. You know, you could pick through like different audio tracks. But no, nah, this was just like, fuck you. We just got movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm calling you out, last Action Hero, Blu-ray, DVD. Yeah. It, you're A-boys. Yeah. Uh, you want a movie? Mil- Here's Mil- a movie. Creek Entertainment, you dropped the ball on this one, Hey, Chief. I'm just going to say it. You first the- cancellation of the year. Mil- right? Creek. Wait a minute. They dropped the kid off the side of the building on this one. Oh, yeah, like in the movie. I mean, yeah, I, don't, I don't really understand. The, the how movie come, inside the movie. How come this is the second movie we tried to watch on Blu-ray starring Tom Noonan that didn't have subtitles? That's right. The guy who played the Ripper was also Frankenstein in Monster Squad. Maybe oh. uh, maybe we need to call out some Tom Noonan, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm, but anyway, maybe. four and a half. I love this movie. It's my childhood. I... It all just came flooding back to me watching this movie. I was back in 1993 sipping out of a fucking Burger King cup tonight, and it was a blast. Four and a half. Love this movie. Nice. Uh, I told Ken, and this is like, Ken and I are the only two that had seen this before. Uh, it had been a good 15, maybe 20-ish years since the last time I saw it. First time I saw it when I was a kid. I, you know, the thing I remembered most for a long time was that distinct melancholy at the end of the movie. Because, you know, we're jumping around. Cause it's it's like it's kind of bittersweet in a way, and I was very susceptible to melancholy. <laughs> I say was, so like that stuck with me for a long time, which is why I didn't rewatch it for a long time. But God, I had such a good time tonight, and that melancholy's still there. Like yeah. it's very tinged, but it was a great fun time. So four and a half stars for me. Nice, yeah. You know, for for a like a. What's what's pe- uh, pinned as like a silly uh, action, uh, uh, pa- almost parody romp. Um, it it has its serious moments. Oh yeah, it, it does have its emotion, fair share of emotion. Oh for sure. 
I mean, like the the best silly action movies have that tinge of real life legitimate emotion because it it's what balances all the craziness you just watch for an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there and there's something to like, especially this era of movies, like especially like John McTiernan and people influenced by him. Like there is this grittiness, this raw emotion that it's not afraid to, or it doesn't, you know, cover things up with Hollywood sheen. Yeah. There, 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 you know, there is some tangible, like, I don't know, for lack of a better term, grit. Yeah. There's lens flares everywhere. Lens well, especially flares. when they're like in the real world and it's like, hey, what if we, <laughs> what if we showed New York at its most destitute? Like, yeah. I, to the point, like, it almost feel it. If I didn't know what New York looked like at a certain point in time, I would honestly, this feels a little fake. But no, it's just that gross and de- decayed. I was expecting Nick Cage and John Goodman to drive by in an ambulance at any moment to pick up something. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, you were about seven years too early. <laughs> that, no. <laughs> There's a camera. <laughs> I was trying to do the, it, the end game bit, but I, I, I wasn't clever enough to think of how to go with it. But anyway. Uh, where do we go from here? I guess we just talk about this shite, huh? Yeah. I, well, yeah, well, this is, this is your yeah. pick, Ken. Yeah, so this the, is my pick. The overview First of the movie. First of all, let's talk about, like, oh, my God. I didn't, I literally came up with my pick last night. It, it came down to the wire. I was trying to, like, find something on an anniversary, you know, you know, try to be slick and whatnot, but... After my brain was just throbbing. There were some good ones. Don't get me wrong. There were a lot of good anniversaries popping up. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, there's really one I want to do for the show. And this is like legit has been one of my um, childhood favorites. And after tonight, it's still one of my favorite uh, Schwarzenegger movies, without a doubt. And um, uh, you can't that for about five seconds. Skinny penis just had a stroke. Oh, God. I don't um but yeah, um, John McTiernan, that was the point I was going to make. Uh, uh, man who directed uh, Die Hard and Die Hard 3, the first Die Hard I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, not not a bad uh, line, not a not too shabby lineup of films under his uh, belt. In fact, uh, one, one of his movies might pop up on an episode of Travolting Development. Huh. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, so we, uh, we, we start this bitch off. I mean, I just want to give him the premise. The premise is this kid, uh, instead of going to school, he loves going to movies. He loves going to the most, like, desolate, decrepit fucking theater in New York City, apparently. It's like, he's best friends with the owner, you know, so I guess it makes sense. Um, So, the guy gives him the opportunity, the owner of the theater, that is, uh, gives him the opportunity to watch the newest Zack. Zach, Jack Slater film, which is starring Jack this, Slater Four. Yeah. Why did I say Zack Slater? What the? I was thinking of like Say by the Bell or some shit. I, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> Mark Paul Gossier, we have a job for you. <laughs> Come here now. Be a guest on the show. For some reason, um, we'll find a reason. We'll find a reason. <laughs> anyway, uh, this kid gets invited to uh, join the theater owner to screen the latest Jack Slater film, the fourth installment in this franchise, but also gives him a very special ticket who uh, was apparently owned by Harry Houdini at one point, and it's a magic ticket. Mm. 
So we watch the movie. He starts. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to catch myself now because I feel like I'm going to say Zach every time now. <laughs> Jack Slater 4, the action starts, and then a stick of dynamite gets through the screen. Oh, my God, the ticket works, and now the kid's in the movie. Now let's talk about this shit. He got a golden ticket, but it wasn't to Willy Wonka's factory. It was to death. Yeah, only one, not five of them bitches, one. All the other kids died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're the ones who ended up in the seventh seal and Predator and shit. Yeah, like, oh like that, that, old, that old projector was like, fuck, I went through a, a lot of these already. This has to work this time. Like, he's like he just like this Machiavellian, like, I need, I need a kid to open no, up the, the door been, of the theater. It would have been ten kids. Because each ticket gets ripped in half, so like we're no like like this would be the ninth kid, so like maybe he just kept the one half of the ticket because the kid goes in, dies immediately. Well, shit, got half a ticket for somebody. <laughs> like he just, he just he just throws open the case. All right, time to befriend the next little weirdo. <laughs> also, can we just talk about real quick how this movie just with its whole chest just full on reference to the Seventh Seal. Yeah, yeah, that was great. With with Ian McKellen, no less. I was uh-huh. like, hell yeah! Look, this movie is what got me to watch the Seventh Seal, which is where I saw Max von Sydow for the first time. Which yep. is what got me to watch Judge Dredd. To circle it back around, <laughs> that that is a trajectory <laughs> that I fucking appreciate. Well, Pinky in the Brain is what got me to watch Citizen Kane, mm-hmm. and I got to tell Maurice Lamarche that in Tampa Bay. It was great. Hell yeah. Yeah, he was a super sweet guy. See, we're cultured here. That's right. <laughs> also, I didn't realize that McTiernan directed The 13th Warrior with Antonio Banderas. Yeah, he did. Which I, I fucking love that movie. Uh, friend of the show, Trey, he would agree with you. It's an undersong film. It was the movie that caused Omar Sharif to retire from acting because he thought it was terrible. But he was wrong. And the guy who played Beowulf, or Balvine ended up being one of the voice actors for Skyrim. Look at him now. Yeah. Anyway, I love that movie. Yes. So, uh, uh, back to the movie Jimmy's we actually choice? fucking watched. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I just do a McTiernan run. <laughs> but uh, anyway, one of the my favorite parts about this movie is obviously like a huge plot point, is the kid is trying to explain to uh, Jack Slater that this is a movie. Like, this isn't real life. Like, look at all the ridiculous shit that's happening right now. And it's just like, stop being so crazy. What are you talking about? (laughs) Of course, the cartoon cat's here. He's going to be here tomorrow. He just got back from the There is a fucking cartoon cat. Voiced Voiced by by Danny Danny DeVito. Yes. Voiced by (laughs) Danny. And and I just want to say, there were moments in this movie where JoJo uh, repeatedly um, said, and Pat, but it's like, what? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> but then I'm just smiling. It's like whole time. It's like that's the point. Yep. It's a movie. I mean, like obviously, Within yeah. The movie. But we, we we still have to grapple with what we see, <laughs> and like it, it's I I love it. It is just sheer lunacy. And how there's a, even just like so many bits happening in the background, like when um Jack Slater in Movie Land, he's just he's just driving his car, and you just see people like swerve off. <laughs> terrifiedly off the side of the road because he's just he's just like all over the place. He has his like this man should not have a license. He is a menace to society. <laughs> I, I mean, and they're like old like Zucker Brothers bits where like it's just shit in the background, but everything in the front 
and the foreground is being played straight. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Like, it, like every woman that walking around in the police station looks like a fucking dominatrix, <laughs> like mate, like like cartoon character. One of the partners of one of the regular cops is a, a reanimated black and white version of Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, because yeah. because as like the main like station, just like this old cop is like, okay, here's your partner for today, and it's just like wacky like hookups. Like here's this big fat cop, he gets teamed up with somebody. Here's a rabbi, he gets teamed up with a German guy, cartoon cat. Who's uh, like also this cartoon cat? He may have helped people, but he's also a sex. Pest. Every time F. Murray Abraham is on screen, they reference Amadeus. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, this is great. He killed Mozart. Uh, Bridget Wilson's in this movie, who I love. I thought she deserved a much better career. She had this, and she had Mortal Kombat, and she had Billy Madison. And she was in the House on Haunted Hill remake with Chris Kattan. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, like the, the 99 one? Yeah, the one with Jeffrey Rush and, and uh, uh, Famke Jensen. Uh, I'm pretty sure she was in that. Oof, that's a big oof dog. Hey, you know what? It's not too late to turn around. <laughs> Uh, da, 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 da. yeah, House on Hunter, yeah. And, and plus, though. like, yeah. the the movie is just slap full of cameos. Either it's like dead down the barrel, like, oh, here's that person, or it'll just be like a quick high and by. Like, no, here's, you know, characters from Terminator 2, here's a character from Basic Instinct, and it just like, zip, <coughs> just walking right by. And Sharon Stone and Robert Patrick are right there. And then later on, you get Van Damme, you get Chevy Chase, you Little get Richard? Little Richard, Richard Jim the- Belushi for some reason. Because he, because he, because yeah. he, he worked with, uh, he worked with Arnold Schwarzenegger on one of his films. So like everybody in the film is like, you know, apropos of the, like the, the solar system of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Except MC Hammer. We even get a kind of sort of cameo from Stallone in one of my favorite moments <laughs> of the film when they go to the video store so the kid can prove to him that this is a movie and they go to a poster board cut <laughs> a cardboard cutout a promo for Terminator 2 Judgment Day and they scroll <laughs> up and instead of Schwarzenegger it's Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> and he's like, what? No, you were in that movie. He goes, what are you talking about? He was great in that. <laughs> I, that was a great part of a back and forth because like, like in Demolition Man, Sandra Bullock mentions the Schwarzenegger Presidential Library. Ah, that's and good. Characters, he was president? Oh, I love that movie, too. <laughs> Starring Cousin Wesley. Yep. <laughs> How is your Cousin Wesley? Oh, he's doing well, thank you. How's his time away from prison? Oh, he's he's much happier. And, is uh, he paying his taxes, at least? Yes. yes okay, just making sure. And he's uh, he's doing interviews about Blade. And you know, there's rumors he might pop up as Blade in something. Who knows? Open your fucking eyes when the director asks you to, you schmuck. He, like, he seriously. Is, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to talk about family like that, you know. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> oh, it's fine. We've already discussed my dead father. Why not my... <laughs> you discussed your dead father. <laughs> well, Pat. Pat also... Wait, get it? He's dead. <laughs> Another funny bit... Beca- <laughs> See? Sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, you know, before the kid gets sucked into the movie land, there's the the opening of uh, Jack Slater for you, uh, you get, you know, the bad guy's plan. And then and it's his, uh, his, his second favorite cousin, right? His, his favorite second cousin. His favorite second cousin. Because <laughs> his second favorite cousin and favorite second cousin are two different things. Yeah. <laughs> Who was played by Art Carney? Yeah. <laughs> that was an odd choice. And when he <laughs> says, I'm out of here... 
quite literally the first line, the last lines he said on film because he did die shortly after. That. Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> oh, that's sad. That's... Did he at least have a better death scene than like what his his movie was. They they obviously played it for laughs because he yeah, sort yeah. of like his head rolled back. Was, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Which was great because like Sw- God, that face was hilarious. <laughs> Schwarzenegger, Slater's character, he like does the you know the cliche like puts his hand down to like close the eyes, but like the mouth was still open. A part of me was like you know just take the just slap him on the chin. Just- <laughs> no, what I would love, what I would love, if he just he kept his hand going and in the upper lip just stretched over the bottom part of his mouth. <laughs> but, but like there were some cops there previously because they were they got an anonymous tip that this was like a drug house. But this was all set up. There was a bomb planted on the cousin, and then it blows up, kills the two cops. But the funny bit, right before one of the cops dies, he goes, two days to retirement. And then you hear a snippet from the Lethal Weapon soundtrack (laughs) in the background. (laughs) Straight out of Lethal Weapon. Fucking great. The the, the old cop is just, like, mangled in a tree. (laughs) Well, like, the countdown to the bomb was my favorite part of that because it's just little cue cards that Schwarzenegger's like, five four like and three it's a bomb like how do they know he was exactly <laughs> that's, so good. that's the thing like what all right you were at two when you ran away just put the cards down <laughs> by the logic of this bomb if you don't get to card one it doesn't blow up and what bomb that apparently shoved up this old man's ass Everyone, goes off it's like a goddamn white. i mean it's like we're, a new we're not even the only bomb shoved up a dead guy look i already know we're gonna this movie we're gonna discuss the logic of some very dumb shit that being said please watch this movie because it's great it's really uh, I, I don't know i thought the whole point of the movie was not to nitpick not um no that was um and you know i i gotta yeah. say as far as kid sidekick slash protagonist go the one in this movie was not that bad no he really wasn't like i mean i've you know like he could be jack lloyd not to like not to pile on that poor bastard <laughs> yeah yeah because i mean he, that, it's that not like that's ruined his life yeah and that's also not like the biggest dead horse imaginable but yeah. but no like the, the kid was good like he like you know he wasn't he's still a kid and kids are irritating, but as far as like kids in movies go, he's definitely top tier. Yeah, like nothing uh, really stood out that made me want to see him get thrown through a windshield or anything. No, like, and I think that's part of why this movie succeeds is if you don't have, you know, if you at least don't, at least if you like the kid on some level, it may, you know, the fact that God, he's I like a co lead. The fact that he's co lead makes it easier to, to you know, to manage because if he's yeah. an entertaining child and he's not like grading or overbearing or just like an impediment to the, the adult characters in the film, then it's a lot easier to like, okay, accept that he's a part of the plot. Oh, <laughs> yeah. definitely. And he also feels like a kid too and not like. He feels pretty organic for what he, the story he, needs him to be. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's that's good. And like Pat said, he's not grating, he's not overbearing. You don't just roll your eyes when he shows up on your screen, like, oh god, this shit again. Like 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 it's a source of like artificial light tension or drama. It's like, well, here goes the kid getting in trouble again, gotta yeah. haul him out. I mean, no. hell the kid drives the plot. Yeah. <laughs> and in some cases he drives just a car. Yeah. He, he drives yeah. multiple cars. So yeah, no, the kid was good. Now the the only thing I thought was weird was this running the kid, it's when the Jack Slater's daughter Pops her head out the door and just kisses this kid square on the mouth. Like, like that just was came out of nowhere. Well, it was explained. In I the mean, movie. yeah. And and that's, I mean, it's still weird, but it was explained. Just like, yeah, uh, my uh, my my blind dates here. So literally, I'm gonna close my eyes and just 
stick my lips out yeah, and a, kiss a, the first thing that it's a college thing. I'm sure. No, that's what it, that, yeah, she, no, that's, it was, she said it in the yeah. movie. It was a college. It's like, yeah, it was this a is sorority. Thing. Like, a freshman comes and you smooch him. It was yeah. like one of their dare things. And sure. it, it, I mean, that is a classic <laughs> comedy sidekick setup for an introduction to a hot girl in an action movie from the 80s and 90s. It, it's That's pretty standard. In fact, you know, by the standards of the 80s especially, <laughs> it was pretty tame. I guess what it could be. I mean, just look at, like, Porky's or Revenge of the Nerds. Or, yeah, better right. yet, don't. <laughs> yeah, because, the, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I used to love Revenge of the Nerds when I was a kid. And then I'm like, hang on. But then you learn certain things about that like, film. Okay, I'm, I'm starting to see why this is problematic. So, yeah. And, 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 not, and not a lot of whippets that, like, this is... <laughs> this is kind of troubling. Yeah, there are several things that, that are straight-up federal crimes in this film. But it's still... Like those, whoa, those wacky college kids. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but as a but as a wacky college girl herself, she is uh, well trained in her father's martial arts. You know, just doing like gymnastics <laughs> and like stomping and killing and just just whop out, just pulls out the a fucking Glock and starts blowing the bad guys. She is Blade, Pat. Sonya <laughs> Blade. That's right. I wish she was a normal girl. Was this legit she her first film? Because that sorry. would be funny. Was it what? Was this legit her first film? Because that would be hilarious. Um, you know, I think it might have been, but I will double check. Hilarious because uh, the movie within the movie it is an introducing so and so. I mean, which I would just add like to the levels of meta of this movie. Yes, it's great. Oh, and during the scene where they... It was her first film. Ah, oh, wow. she, she did cool. appear uh, on Saved by the Bell, which is the uh, connection that we need. Yes, for the episode. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she she was Miss Teen USA and then became an actress, appeared in Santa Barbara, and then Saved by the Bell, and then Last Action Hero was her first movie. That's awesome. That makes me appreciate that bit even more. Yeah, it's pretty great. We'll, we'll just have, you know, we'll just Photoshop the poster, but take off Arnold's head and just put Zach from Saved by the Bell on there. <laughs> Zach Action Hero. This this fact is interesting if it's true. I mean, again, this is IMDb, but according to this, filming continued until the week before this movie debuted in theaters. Holy How shit. is that even possible? I mean, they were they were. I mean, what was it? Lord of Rings. They're they're cutting it the day of the premiere. Yeah. Jesus well, I mean, look, look at Kubrick. He fucked with The Shining after it already hit theaters. Yeah, I mean, you you hear stories about that all the time. <laughs> look at Cats. Oh yeah, come on! Release the butthole cut, <laughs> you fucking cowards! <laughs> I want cat buttholes. Well, I actually like that, that out here. Yeah. <laughs> That's going in the new theme song. <laughs> I want cat buttholes, and I said that to purposefully get clip chimps. Well, according to Nick Kroll, all you got to do is stare into a bag of pizza flavored combos, and you got all the cat asses you want. I mean, that's not incorrect. So, see, we make a we make a shirt for Joe that's just like I want cat buttholes, but it just has like the belly button cut out, so it looks like a butthole, and the cat's asses kind of like put over it. Not sure I like where this is gone, because that's based worry, off you're a not bit, the only one. That's based off a bit where that was someone's actual tattoo. They got a tattoo of a back end of a cat where the butthole was a man's belly button. <laughs> um, I, I thought TC Tuggers was a bad idea. But honestly, hearing that idea makes me realize how worse of an idea that is because that's fucking genius, Pat. 
Yeah. So the ACDC song Big Gun was written for this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one ACDC song was actually written for this fucking movie. The, there Apparently <laughs> there was also a Queensryche song that was made for this movie too, which is like, of all the bands, why Queensryche? Oh. So apparently uh, Sharon Stone didn't want to be in the movie oh. because she and Arnie didn't get along. Yeah. And then he reminded her that Total Recall helped her career. And she's like, fine, I'll stand there for a second and a half. I mean, and yeah. that's pretty easy. I mean, there are a lot harder ways to get paid. That's yeah, very true. Yeah. I mean, there's, well, there's also a Megadeth and a Death Leopard song that got big in the movie, too. Hmm. While Death Leopard was still around in 93? Uh, There's on two steps behind. I'm pretty sure they were making new play. shit in, like, the 2000s. Yeah. I mean, probably. I mean... <clears throat> Most of those bands didn't quit. No. <laughs> but yeah, oh god, I remember that Megadeth song starting at uh, the opening of, of Jack Slater 4. I'm literally hesitating before saying the name of this fake movie every time now. <laughs> like he, he can't have to actively think. I, yeah, I do. Every time they so say it. the scene where the teacher is showing I can Hamlet. barely read, how can I think? <laughs> the Lawrence Olivier Hamlet, uh that was ha- Olivier's third wife. Yeah, that was his one. That's fun. It's fun stuff. Right, and so, so it's like Arnold just opened up his like address book. And I was like, who all can we get in this bitch? I think it was more like, who owes me a favor? It's, it's like everybody. Who do I have dirt on? <laughs> Which apparently is every celebrity in Hollywood that endorses NFTs. Because that's the only reason why I can explain those fuckers keep talking about it. Yeah. God, that, that Paris Hilton, Jimmy Fallon interview was something else. <laughs> I didn't watch it because I don't hate myself. Yeah. It sounds well, like I say I don't hate It me. sounds like the most artificial conversation that two people could possibly have. Last action hero. I mean, yeah. It's, what kind of car was he driving? Like what kind uh, of car was that? Was that like what? I saw sh- the name in a I shot, but I forgot was it. Was it a Chevy fuck. Nova? No. Uh it was a pretty one whatever it was. Yeah, it, was it was a lot I think it started with a B. Did it start with a B? Because, uh, like, because, uh, like, uh, uh, JoJo and I watched. Um, it was my first time seeing this. Uh, Vertigo, and we and we just like had a like mini discussion about how cars are not awesome anymore. Like, cars just looked awesome back then. Was it the Pinto? It was a Me? Pontiac Bonneville. Uh, Bonneville. Okay. Fucking Arnold was rubbernecking in that goddamn movie. <laughs> Jason, but he was being chased by bad guys on like this. Almost like nineteen tens, like fire truck kind of. Yeah, thing. I was like, this this truck feels like weirdly out of place. It's like this weird anachronism. But I mean, still, like the the Bonneville that truck, like Cannon's right. There's you, there's not a lot of really cool cars in movies these days. And like you have Fast and the Furious, but that's all the same hyper neon bullshit. I mean, uh, I don't know. Like I can't tell goddamn, a car apart. They all look like the yeah. same goddamn cars. It's like the best the the best way to describe it is a line from a uh, Sin City. It was just like modern cars. They all look like electric shavers. No, yeah, I, I, was, yeah. I was actually thinking that myself. <laughs> That's a good line. Though. That but is a really good line. <laughs> and then, but too bad Frank Miller wrote it. Frank Miller wasn't always <laughs> insane. He did gr- a lot of good work, and then he lost his fucking mind. Yeah, I'll. 9-11, it hurt more people than he thought in much different ways. I, apparently, he's renounced all that anti-Muslim rhetoric. Well, I would hope he would. 
Because I saw Holy Terror. <laughs> it was f- a fucking crime. That should it was supposed to be Batman. And DC said the Clearly. fuck is wrong with you. <laughs> Why? Jesus Christ. And what bums me out is I, I try to recommend a book called Batman Holy Terror that Norm Brayfogle did the art for. It was great. It's about what if the revolution had been lost by the Americans. Batman's a fucking English priest. Great book. It's good. It's good. That sounds like a cool book. It's a really good one. But, you know, you say Batman Holy Terror and everybody's like, oh, God, what? Yeah, it, it's like it's just Mark Mark Miller's Frank Miller's uh, Alamophobic Screed. Yeah, man, uh, Charles Dance was fucking awesome in this. Oh, movie, he was wasn't fantastic. He? Oh, he's so good in everything. In everything, he, yeah, he really is. He's he's just like this. You know, I know every villain in movies are British, but he's he's that's a, a great job of just being a British asshole. Yeah, and he has this really cool gimmick where he has a bunch of different glass eyes, and he changes them, like, all the time. That and, was pretty And sweet. one is actually a high-powered bomb somehow. Yeah, a couple of them are. Yeah. He, he always comes strapped. And, <laughs> and uh, God, I just, I was just kind of taken aback because both Arnold and uh, Charles had, like, these Fuck all huge guns. Yeah. I, I know, like, uh, I believe it's a, what, a Desert Eagle is what Arnie had. Yeah, yeah. I knew that was a Desert yeah. Eagle. Now, the I don't fucking know. elephant gun that Dance had, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that, that was a goddamn hand Joker. cannon. Yes. Like, that was damn near the gun from the first Tim Bird Batman. Fuck. And they even mentioned Jack Nicholson Joker in the... Uh, they did. Yeah. They yes. did. There's just it's just sprinkled full of like nods and references. It's like you know Space Jam: A New Legacy, but you know good. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's not fair. It's not like uh, uh, Tier- McTiernan like brought up like oh there's fucking John McClane, there's fucking Antonio Banderas from Thirteenth Warrior. All of my dudes are here to party right now, buddy. Yeah, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's not like they have their entire IP library just hanging out in the background. Actually, I say that I don't know if I can even find this actor on IMDb, but there's a guy in the background in this movie that was also in Die Hard and Die Hard. Uh, Three, with that one perp that's being walked through the police station as they all come in. No, it was the cop who picks up the glass eye in his house and says, "Vengeance is click and blows up," which is even funnier because in the next fucking shot, when Slater's character gets fired, the dude's sitting right behind him. Now I know. <laughs> now, now I know this is you know the movie within the movie. You know it, it, we're playing by movie rules here, but we saw like beginning of the movie those two normie cops just got blown to shit. His entire house blows up, right? And only the kid and he make it. it <laughs> and he's right there. It's like it, it's, it, it's 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 funny how that explosion is like a just a Looney Tunes explosion where there's like a little covered in soot and their hair is blown back, but they're fine. <laughs> and a bit I thought was funny like. When the Charles Dance and his goons attack um, the daughter's house, you know, I, I I just loved how the one goon that's holding on to the kids by his neck has like a side pony, like a little side ponytail. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like what the fuck. And and also, two of these dudes legit look like uh, former professional wrestlers. One of them looked like Dan Severn, and the other one looked like Scott Steiner before he cut his hair and bleached it blonde. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, I, I, I kind of surprised they, they didn't just, like, cast, like, well-known stuntmen in these roles. Like, people you see as, like, goons and bad guys. And I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I spotted a couple. Th- there, a was, there were some couple faces I recognized. It's like, I think the guy with the stash, I recognized him, and a couple of the other... 
like goons. In fact, I th- I've seen side pony in a few things. I mean, you know, as you know, you're run of the mill yeah. lackeys and whatnot. But he's like, I made a career beating out a henchman. Well, yeah, the the Asian guy on the back of the truck with the. <laughs> Like the the, the the truck that was chasing down once the kid showed up, he's been a henchman in like a hundred things. <laughs> also, we didn't talk. How do we gloss over his demise? Okay, a <laughs> fucking ice cream truck blows up in this movie, right? For no, like one guy flies into it, the bitch just explodes. <laughs> and then after the explosion, uh, this one of the henchmen in the back gets. Hit in the head with something, and then he falls down. He gets spiked in the back of the head with an ice cream cone. Mm-hmm. So Fucking, good. why did I give this movie five stars? <laughs> it's not too late, Ken. No, you can change fine. it. And I, I just looked it up because I thought I saw a character, like an actor I know. is Melvin Van Peebles. He was the ambulance, one of the ambulance guys at the end. He was the, the black guy with the big handlebar mustache, mm-hmm. and he was also in the miniseries of The Shining that Stephen King Damn. did. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, he, was, he didn't have a speaking role, but like, I'm like, holy shit, is that Melvin Van Peebles? And it was. It was. It yeah. was definitely Melvin Van Peebles. So, like, he had as many lines as Chevy Chase did in this movie. Which, is, <laughs> which was done. Zero. Yeah. I don't know if you count his hair. He got knocked. As he's like shoved to the side. Well, Van Peebles screamed when the kid pulled out the fucking hand cannon. That is yeah. very true. <laughs> and I, I love, I love like that quick cut where the the driver is like, oh shit, and then it's just like, ah! and then the the ambulance turns around. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I, I, there's a bit from the beginning that because you know we're jumping on the place, so uh, a linear timeline does not apply to this show. Um, when like when he's in class and he and like the teacher's like you know Shakespeare's pretty cool too. He was the first action hero, and then she shows like the Lawrence. Stop! Olivier. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Lord, fuck, John. The Lawrence Olivier film, and then the kid has like this like imagine uh, dream of what if the Schwarzenegger version of Hamlet, and it's fucking balls to the wall. I'd oh. watch it. It's one of the it's <laughs> one of the best bits and one of the coolest looking bits of the fucking movie because so it's lit so cool and like dark and shit. And I'm I'm all I'm saying is I think more literary figures need SMGs. If Mel Gibson can play Hamlet, so can Schwarzenegger. That's all. Yeah. Wait, Mel Gibson played Hamlet. Uh-huh. He did. Yeah. And you know what? He's really good. Because because I also remember there was like a a string of. Shakespearean adaptations in the early to mid nineties. Yeah, because I think there were. Because didn't Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet come out the same year or around the same time as the Mel Gibson one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, but there's also Kenneth Branagh was in Othello with Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, I'm Kenneth gonna look Branagh. That up. He he loves that Shakespeare. He is the, a the big fan. If only he could have brought more of the, the quality to the first Thor movie. <laughs> but these things happened. All right. Let's talk about Captain Decker for a little bit. Okay. It's like your 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 standard run of the mill, just pissed off at everybody, Captain. Because like your main honcho cop in the precinct is getting shit done, but he's also blowing up the city while he's doing a loose cannon cop <laughs> on the edge. <laughs> Who doesn't play by the rules? Because like the the opening shot, the opening bit of this movie always stood out to me. Like when it happened now, like again, it took me all the way back to ninety three. Like when um, uh, it, it's basically playing uh, Jack Slater three, and um, 
when Slater's introduced, he's literally just walking on top of all those cop cars with all the lights flashing and shit. I thought that was pretty rad. It's just like mega fuck you action movie energy right there, just like just coming up with, with his with his with his boots on. But darling, these are my snake skin boots. It, it represents. <laughs> You know, just as a quick aside, Mel Gibson's Hamlet was 1990. Branagh's was in 96. Okay, well, not as close as I thought. But Branagh did do uh, that Henry V in 89, which had Christian Bale in it. Oh, yeah, he did do uh, Henry V. Yeah, that's, I love that version. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, stuff. God damn it. Who was in? There was an adaptation of The 12th Night from the early, from the 80s or 90s, right? Oh, you're talking about with Helen and Bob McCarter? That's it, yeah. I remember, I remember us watching that in class. Same. And uh, you can imagine one scene in that movie that people just, you know, really talked about. Yeah. What was the name of the guy who had all the farts in The Last Action Hero? Leo uh, the Fart? Leo, Leo the, the fart. fart. Yeah. God, that was a great bit, too. I love that. We're on the... the, the the terrifyingly tan old Italian man is like, I'll t- I'll take over the all the mobs if I just kill them all with this phony funeral. So I have this giant dummy that looks like you know something out of Albert Hitchcock's funeral. It's like up in up on a rooftop funeral, and it has like all the mob family just like gathered around to give their respects, and they're like, oh, we got to get up there and stop this joint. And I remember Ar- Arnold like. Just like knocking people all day. This man's alive. He hoists the the dead man over his shoulder and it's like just trying to fumble his way out. And they realize he's faking. And then every single goddamn person <laughs> in the in attendance from old ladies and nuns just pop out the every automatic weapon they have. Yeah, that was a good scene. The best part though is that he's full of nerve gas, this dead body, and they arm the bomb by pulling his finger. Yep, which that that and that's when the no mams came out. No man played. No right man. Yeah. That's when I knew I loved. Or granted, honestly, when this movie started, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have a good time. It's like you're, I'm on board. You know, whatever it needs to do. God, like, help me, get me out of here! Oh my God, he's not dead! Ah! <laughs> Yanks this large man out of this giant, almost like I'm talking like WWE size coffin. Yeah, yeah like I mean, for like a, yeah. coffin matches. They look like a fucking buffet matches. table size. It, 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 not just an open uh, funeral. It's just like there's no lid. It's just like this <laughs> yeah. golden bucket that is <laughs> stuck his big ass in, inside of. And it's just like every everybody at the funeral, like like uh, Pat said, just armed to the fucking teeth. And again, like this this is the movie within the movie, and it's you know everybody's just blasting straight ahead at this guy. Not a single fucking bullet can get him. <laughs> I'm like, that's how these movies work. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> we'll call it the Slater verse. Slater verse. The Slater verse. Man, all I'm saying is I would not say no to a Last Action Hero two. I would be so down. Yeah. But he better make King Conan first, goddammit. I've been waiting since I was a kid. Like, I, we're going to make it. Like, we'll get on it. Like, I fucking Momoa did bullshit. Like, King Conan Schwarzenegger. I need that now. Well, well he's, he's got to he's got to drop his Zeus movie first, Jim. I've heard rumors that that's going to be a commercial in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's 100% going to be a Super yeah. Bowl ad. Because even though, like, that could totally be a I, shite oh fucking God. movie... That 
looks bad. I'd, I'd watch the <laughs> shit out of it, though. I mean, I'd still watch it. Don't watch get me wrong. all day long. But it's like when I got a little too excited when I thought that, uh, even though it was just a Super Bowl ad, when they had the world thinking that it was going to be a new Crocodile Dundee movie starring Danny McBride. Yeah. And I was like, what? And then it was just a Super Bowl ad. And I was just, it was an ad for Come to Australia. I was like, I feel like fuck. They, they missed the boat. <laughs> like, with how hype people were, they should have like, well, fuck, let's do it. Yes. But they didn't. They, they, I feel like they play a little too hard with these commercials. It's almost feel like they have ideas that they don't know if would work, quote, quote. But then so like, I feel like you kind of shot your load. Like, what was it? They did. They reunited the cast of E.T. for like a car commercial or something. That sounds right. Yeah, that sounds about yeah. right. Or no, it, I, it, it was for some commercial I saw it before my movie. It didn't. It was like, okay, I feel like you probably could have done something with that. Yeah. And let's not talk about the baby nut disaster. I'm sorry, the what? Baby nut. Baby nut. The the planter's peanut. Oh, yeah. When, they when, when Mr. Peanut died. Yeah. When he died, yeah. yeah. Like, that, that was a... And it had, it had all that merchandise just, like, ready to go. Like, that was going to be their baby Yoda. And it was. Because <laughs> that commercial was so fucking weird. God damn it. It's like he died saving Wesley Snipes and the, who? Oh. Yeah, I had nothing. No two, two of the most random fuckers you can imagine. You know, cousin Wesley may be a lot of things, but he's not random. Well, it might have been. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say for argument's sake, Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> that was pretty random. So, um, uh, I just want to go ahead and get this out there. Uh, after uh, a spell, we he tells Slater that, hey, the real world, oh, he's got the ticket, we can go through this wall here. Like, oh, and as soon as we get to the real world, that's when we, we find out, oh, wow, movie rules don't apply here, obviously. You can't shoot a taxi and the shit doesn't explode. It just causes a bullet hole and that's it. <laughs> yeah. And that, too, is also some great shit because uh, in uh, the Slaterverse, I like that. I don't know. Um, he likes to play chicken with the bad guys. And, of course, the bad guys always chicken out and uh, move. But he wants to do it here in the real world, and oh my god, did it look fucking brutal! Oh, you see, so when nice. those two, god, that was just brutal. boom, and you see nothing had to explode. But again, this is the real world. The car just uh, tip up and crash, yeah. and you see Professor Torridanaka just gushing blood out. Yeah, the, yeah, that was pretty running down. Like, that was ooh, that was hardcore. Yeah, the, the, for a PG thirteen movie, this is pushing it. Well, this it's, is an eighties PG thirteen, so like a little 90s. different too. It's ninety three, but um. But uh, since that's a, that's a good that's a good stopping point, because we're at that commercial break, so we'll take a quick break and come back with uh, Jack Slater in the real world, yeah. not the MTV version, like the movie Real World. <coughs> but can you see him like interacting with all those dumbasses on the real world? Yeah, what what way to with the Miz? He like shoot and be like, why didn't you explode? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll be right back. <laughs> Do you like mugs, t-shirts, phone cases, stickers, wall art, pillows, all sorts of fun things with fun logos? Well, if you do, head on down to tpublic.com slash user slash caging greatness for all sorts of great merchandise and support your local creators. That's us. Hooray! And we are back to Caging Greatness, the uncaged episode about Last Action Hero. Yeah. So what thing that isn't Last Action Hero were we talking about before we left off? No, no, we were No, I know. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm busting balls. In case you're just joining us. 
Um, we're in the real world now. Yeah. Movie rules don't apply. They don't. And I just thought it was, uh, it was. I mean, it was cool, but also uh, kind of sad seeing him like realize it was just like, oh wow, my my whole world is bullshit. Like oh, yeah. it's not real. No, this is right after the car crash where he looks up and sees that poster of himself. Like Schwarzenegger can act, okay? Yeah, yeah, he really yeah. can. And like he did a a, a very underappreciated job, uh, like expressing the existential crisis that this man must be going through. Yeah, he had a real Buzz Lightyear moment here, folks. Yeah, mm-hmm. long before Buzz Lightyear was a thing. And yep. and and on the opposite side of the spectrum, when uh, Benedict Charles Dance's character gets to the real world, even he's sort of like struck by just the the depravity of at just of just a late portion of New York City's history where there's just like people being killed for shoes and no one reacts to it. There's like this there's this very young woman who's like you know offering herself uh the you uh, Charles Dance he's like, How old are you? And she she just like runs away and so he's just like, Wow, it's really fucked up here. So like in a way he's like, Yeah, I can get away with whatever I want here, but also, wow, it's really fucked up. Yeah, I'm trying to find the the quote when Benedict realizes like he's in the real world because it was great. It's fantastic. Cause there's a point when he like he goes to like, okay, let's see how far I can stretch with this. So he walks f- like further down into the neighborhood and it calls over this guy working in the car and he shoots him and then there's no sirens. It's like no one reacts to it. And he's, like, and he's literally saying that he killed somebody. And they're just like, hey, quiet down there. Because in the movie, like, second, there's, like, cop cars, like, peeling over the horizon, jumping up the hill to go down the road. And he's like, huh, I could really just do what I want. And then, you know, not only do what he wants in the real world, but he can sort of hop back and forth between the, the fictional world and, and, uh, and reality. Right. He walks up to the mechanic and says, I wonder if you'd help me test a theory. He's like, sure, what can I do for you? And then he shoots him. He listens, looks at his watch, and says, hello, I've just shot somebody. I did it on purpose. <laughs> Nothing happens. He says, I said I have murdered a man and I want to confess. And someone shouts at him, hey, shut up down there. He's like, yeah, cool. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know this until I was reading through some uh, facts, but apparently in that same scene you can see a couple of guys walking in the background and one of them has a pair of shoes in their hand. Huh. The same the same people who killed that person earlier? Yeah. Huh. I never that's noticed neat, that. No, that's a neat little thing. Oh. It turns out that was a real fucking crime. <laughs> <laughs> The NYPD, location. the NYPD need your help to find the shoe thieves. <laughs> yeah, because they're sure as fuck not stopping crimes. And uh, you got to admit, um, Benedict's plan was pretty solid after he got that ticket. He was like, man, I could take every villain. I could get fucking King Kong if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like, damn. It's like, it's a pretty solid plan there. Could you imagine? <laughs> like, it, it would have ended up being fucking Space Jam and New Legacy if they could have done some shit like that. Oh, yeah. I imagine that, like, if they were to do an at last action hero too, it would probably be in the same vein as, as that. Well, hopefully not as. Hopefully not bad. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, hopefully good. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. good. Hopefully. I've this- still not seen that movie, but I've you know I've heard. I I don't I don't want to, I can't do it I can't do it I know it's bad I know it's just gonna upset me. 
Yeah, I, I'm honestly getting more in your camp. It's just like the further I it gets away from me, I'm just like, you know what I. You know what? I can live without seeing space. Maybe it's better off in my rear view. It's like a road trip. Like, oh, the world's largest ball of yarn. I really, I don't want to, I don't want to see that. But it might be, no, don't want to see that. It's going to be a big ball of yarn. And the farther away you get, like, okay, I'm, I'm away from that ball of yarn. I mean, you already saw it going down the road. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, wow, that's a big ball of yarn. But uh, to Cannon's point, uh, he, he does take advantage of, you know, traveling the movie verse. So he brings back the villain from the previous Jack Slater. The one who killed Jack's child. Yeah. Yep. Oh, no. And, and so, in some ways, they killed him together. <laughs> yeah. Because he, cause <laughs> he, he shot, has guilt to this day. Because he shot the, the crazy axe man in the chest. And as he falls over the balcony of the building, he pulls the young son with him. They both tumble to the ground. <laughs> Meanwhile, the whole time, there's this little dickhead kid behind him like, dude, it's just words on a paper, bitch. <laughs> yeah. No, he doesn't say that. Just, <laughs> You're not real. Your pain means nothing. <laughs> which which I, I like how the movie acknowledges that, but I kind of wish it would kind of lingered on that fact a little longer where like Schwarzenegger is just like, you are commodifying my pain. <laughs> I mean, there are some, he does have a few light moments. Like uh, he has a moment with um, uh, Danny's mom, and he j- they just stayed up all night talking. He literally says, "Oh, I've never, I've never just sat and talked to a woman. It's, it's neat." <laughs> and, and the look on his face when he hears classical music for the first time—that was genuinely sweet. Yeah, and it was Mo, Zart, Zart, Zart. <laughs> you can Mo, Mo Zart. Oh my God! And man. Danny's mom was wanting some brown Schreiger. Danny's <laughs> mom. <laughs> oh, she she was wanting to slide down the pole. If you Danny's mom I mean. has got it going on. <laughs> she, was, she was pretty thirsty there. I, I'm not going to lie. There was a part of me that was thinking that the movie was going to go to where like he would be his like real dad. Oh, he like stay in the real world? Yeah. I, mean, that, oh, cool. I thought that was on an, an angle too. Yeah. But, um... I guess I'll just go ahead and uh, bring it home, at least for the movie's sake. The bad guy, Benedict, he brings the Ripper. Um, but, you know, the Ripper gets killed by Jack, of course. Um, and then... Uh, while, Benedict- they're, while they're at the premiere at the app show. Oh, yeah, God, we got to talk about that. That was a <laughs> Jack cool Slater movie. Yeah, at the world premiere of Jack Slater 4, and all the stars are there, including Arnold Schwarzenegger himself. Like mm-hmm. the real-world Schwarzenegger. I don't know how they got Schwarzenegger to cameo in this movie. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, God, he was too busy plugging all of his fucking Planet Hollywood restaurants. <laughs> and I love how his, it's like Dan White, Maria Shriver, just like, okay, we, well, we, we got to do the press junket. I get it, but I, I swear to God, you do not mention the restaurant or the gym. That's tacky as fuck. What the fuck does this fucker do? <laughs> he mentions the, the the restaurant. And she's just like, Immediately. son of a bitch. And I've been to a Planet Hollywood. The food is, well, the food was ass. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> that place is genuinely cool because there is like movie memorabilia everywhere. I was sitting directly under a rocketeer suit from the movie. Oh, it was uh, right above me. That's sick as fuck. I was like, everybody, Cannon, what's wrong? I'm like, just staring up into the sky. I, I love the Rocketeer, y'all. Now, I'm just saying. Uh, two yeah, points. You <laughs> when, when, you're, when you're doing this movie, you're uh, doing this episode, you're going to be said it'd be something for your child. I thought it was going to be the Rocketeer. Yeah, I, ne- ooh, I was close. I, I, was close. I feel like it was, uh, that was the next one. The second thing, that wasn't a dummy. That was an actual man <laughs> they had suspended over your table. 
Well, I almost took that man home. We probably should watch the Rocketeer <laughs> sometime this year because it's the 40th anniversary. Yeah, that would be a good plan, and I'm always down to clown for the Rocketeer. <laughs> but um, Benedict shoots Slater in the chest. Like, he is really hurt now. He is, like, pretty much, like, mortally wounded for the first time ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, he gonna die. Yeah. And it's all fucking bad at this point. Um, but, of course, uh, with the help of Danny. Who does a flying crossbody on Charles Dance. Yeah. He does a couple of wrestling moves on Drop there. kicks. Yeah. Several drop kicks. For real? Yeah, he a fan. Okay, yeah, I dig it. I think he's down. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, and then... Um, uh, sorry. Slater gets Benedict's gun, shoots him in the head, and of course he has one of those bomb eyes in his head, and then boom, ticket falls all the way down, <laughs> strangely enough, into the front of one of the thousands of theaters in New York. Mm-hmm. And they're playing The what? Seventh Seal. The Seventh Seal. Does this Is this a real film? Yeah. yeah. Is it really it's starring Ingmar Ian Bergman. McKellen? No, no, not, no, not no, Ian no. McKellen. Oh, okay. It was okay. Max von Sydow, but no, it was an Ingmar Bergman film, and uh, yeah, they just got Ian McKellen for this role because the original actor... Was very dead. Yes. All right. Now, this is the point that I, I wanted to get, um, I wanted to talk to everybody about. <laughs> okay. Now, we're going to talk about the rules of this ticket, okay? I want to get in depth with how this ticket works for a bit. Okay. Jack Slater comes to the real world. Movie rules don't apply anymore. He can get hurt. He can die, right? Um, now, we got death coming through the screen, but it's not... Ian McKellen, Sir Ian McKellen, as death. It's not an actor as death. For some reason, this is actual death because he touches a, a cop while they're smoking, and then all of a sudden he goes into a coffin fit and he's about to go. So, that see, I never caught this when I was a kid, obviously. But I'm just like, okay, how come Slater is it's like, oh, well, it's like you're just a normie dude. How come death is not just a normie dude with... Scythe at this point. It's because the movie, like they took him from, uh, that was Death. That yes. was his character. Whereas the Jack Slater films, yes, he's an action hero star, and uh, I mean he's more durable, but he doesn't have any defined special powers as such. Yeah, so, I mean, like he's yeah. he's still ripped a door off a car, yeah, so he has like some yeah. heightened level of physicality through a whole human. Swung him onto a roof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even if so. that human was a child, it's still like that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. and then he even said he's like, I think my arm's out of socket. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, I, I feel like he has to deal with the repercussions <laughs> of the real world. But I do think at this point is when the 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 the, the non defined rules of the ticket get real loose. Yeah, a little well, bit. A little I mean, bit. you got to remember too, like it's the the old man Nick who befriended the kid who gives him the ticket in the first place says that Houdini told him the ticket seems to have something of a mind of its own anyway. So, you know, we're talking about a multiversal level omnipotence in the form of a fucking Wonka ticket that still works when you rip it in half. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a huge stretch to say it could just bring death itself in the form of Ian McKellen in a robe. And the other half can just sit in a box in the actual theater and not work until you knock it out. Right. Because it, it, it didn't want to work. Yeah. Cause, but the other half of the ticket can literally be on the sidewalk of the theater and Death's like, bitch, what? Because and it's, it's still there? Sentient <laughs> being. Oh, wow. Um, that's right. Yeah, that's, it, it just lands in front of the <gasps> theater and... Yeah. 
and uh, that that's when death, like Ian McKellen, comes out of the theater, well, and like it's still there. That's question? why Charles Dance talked about like bringing out fucking Freddy Krueger and stuff. Because yeah. you bring Freddy Krueger to the real world, if it cancels out his powers, he's a dead burn victim with a pointy finger knife. Yeah, so he's horribly I, scarred. I, I think that's that's basically it. Like if the cartoon cat had come through, that would have answered some more questions. But that's probably why it didn't. Because if it just turned into a real cat in a trench coat, then yeah, the death thing doesn't work. But as it is, Jack Slater's like a peak level human with Schwarzenegger muscles. But it's just the real world rules apply to physics and explosions and shit. Something, something, don't nitpick something, something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they say it in the movie, don't nitpick. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, we get the other half of the ticket. We get him back to the movie, the Slaterverse. And everything's hunky dory. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? I don't want to be a fucking cop anymore. I don't want to hear you yelling at me anymore. I don't want to deal with explosions no more. I want to go listen to fucking Mozart and just hang out. Yeah. That'd be a boring he, fucking movie, wouldn't no it? No more <laughs> crazy adventures. Just three hours of Schwarzenegger listening to fucking Mozart. He's he he just like reading the book. Oh, this is lovely. Yes. <laughs> reading the book in his oh, bare-ass yeah. apartment. And like, and again, like, I guess, I guess this goes back to you know the ticket has a mind of its own; it does what it wants to. But you know, Danny still has possession of the ticket. He's all like, "Sad. What if I never see you again?" I was just like, "I mean, you have the power." Oh yeah. At well, this point, I think those were clear setups for a sequel that just didn't materialize Man, because we, mm-hmm. the movie did not do well. That's unfortunate. It wasn't reviewed well. I think it didn't it release the same weekend as fucking Jurassic Park. Probably yeah, it did. Oh, if that was the case, yeah. Because yeah, I know did. Schwarzenegger tried to to get it delayed by a month or so. There's like, no, we can't do that. He's like, we really ought to do that. And like, no, we can't do that. And, and then and, Jurassic Park is like the next big thing. Yeah, because yeah. they didn't do it that. It changed like movies forever. Yeah, and they, they should have done that. It's like, damn, we should have had more dinosaurs. And I think, I think the intervening 20, 30 years or so have, have softened opinions on it. Because yeah. Ebert gave it 2.5, but you know there are a lot of reviews for Ebert that make me go, what the fuck is your problem, old man? And then I remember he's dead. So I, I just look up and go, what the fuck was your problem, old man? Old man. Because, whoo, he had some takes. He's yeah. like, where did you get off? What makes like, you so special, old man? To be fair, even he, like some of his, like one of my favorite movies, Joe versus the Volcano, he gave it like, uh, I think, uh, three and a half out of four stars. Yeah. Then later on, he played at one of his film festivals. He, he's quoted as saying, like, I don't know why I didn't give this full four stars. I don't know what was wrong with me that day. So, you know. He had a little extra to stick up his ass that day. Yeah. yeah. Jurassic Park second weekend. So, Jurassic Park opened the week before this movie. Uh, Yeah. So, I can't imagine anything else mattering in that whole month. Yeah. Or hell, even the, the, the six months after that movie came out. Like, Schwarzenegger thought this movie killed his career. That's what I read, at least. Yeah, and then the next year he gave us yet another one of my favorite films of his, True Lies. That's a James Cameron movie, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, it is Cameron. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, which is oh man, have y'all seen True Lies? Yeah. I have. Yeah. It's been mm-hmm. solid years. movie. God, it, it's funny because the bit in uh, Last Action Hero, uh, where he plays an audio recording of himself. To his, which we found out, it's not even his wife. It's a, it's somebody who 
he pays to like act like he his wife's is a very a very elaborate bit. It's like yeah. I want my coworkers to feel like I have a normal life, but I I don't. But yeah. it was like that was really fucking sad. I feel yeah. And and then, and he even says he goes, do you think he's like, do you think that I would um want to talk to somebody who can't tell the difference between a real voice and a taped one? There's a bit in True Lies where he uses a tape recorder with a fake voice on it to talk to somebody. <laughs> Well, this is a good segue into something I just saw <coughs> from an interview in October 2019. Mm. Now, it's not an official, obviously, but Schwarzenegger has said he is more than happy to star in both True Lies 2 and Last Action Hero 2. Boo! Man, Last Action Hero 2. Man, this I could write it right now. We, we pretty much wrote it already. The other half of the ticket's still out there, right? Danny still has his half. What if a fucking shithead got, I don't know, like... The fucking, like, I don't know, son of Benedict somehow got this shit. Fucking, <laughs> which makes no sense because he has no way to get out of the movie, but still, you know. Or, or like, uh, <coughs> you get Charles Dance back, but he plays, like, Benedict's brother or something. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of fun options. Or like, like some movie about a, you make a fake serial killer like The Ripper or something. Like some shithead kid gets the second half of the ticket, brings the bad guy out. So a grown-up Danny's like, I got to get Slater. And it's the legacy sequel, like Jack Slater Returns, like Rocky Balboa or some shit. So you've got old man Slater. Man, you know what? Sign me up. And it's something I realized a little bit ago. Even though you're calling it the Slaterverse to keep yourself from making a, a Saved by the Bell mistake, Slater was a character from Saved by the Bell. I can't coin that. That was Justin's bit. Slaterverse. So, yeah. But, so I'm just saying you can't escape Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I mean, not in this episode. No. I'm just saying we wrote the sequel. Somebody get Schwarzenegger on the phone. Hey, I'm saying we got to direct tweet him when this episode drops. We have a better chance on Reddit. He responds there all the time. I thought he was pretty good on Twitter as well. Well, I don't know. I think he's decent on Twitter, but like he frequents his own subreddit. Man, let's give it to him there. Yeah, we should. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, guess what, Arnie? We we have a pitch for Last Action Hero 2. I know you've never heard this one before. Yep. And the 25 <laughs> years this movie's come out, I swear this one is the hot ticket. Call it the next to last The hot golden hero. magic ticket. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this one's got ass crystals in it. Hang on. I, we didn't agree to ass crystals. We're, nope. What are why are ass crystals in the equation? Ass crystals. Ass crystals. It's about the butt crystals. It's a old AYCH bit. Mm. Oh, you know that show we're not on. We're on sometimes. Yeah, and it was on. I was on last episode. We're official lads. <laughs> yes, we are. Can't lads. take that away from us. Yep. And we'll be on the episode we're recording Saturday. Yep. Oh yeah, we are recording Saturday. Yeah, letterboxed. I didn't know that until today. Oh, aren't, you gl- aren't you glad you showed up today, Shim? Yes. Fucking Nobody ooh. tells me nothing, which is a line from Hot Fuzz, a very similar premise to Last Action Hero's sort of meta commentary on action movies. Oh. Have you seen that yet? No. God damn it. But I've seen Shaun of the Dead. We're, we're going to watch all three of them like, we're, we're, soon. D- we're, good. we're started down the path to Cornetta Trilogy. We're getting there. Okay. Just making sure. Like chipping away at Scrim, <laughs> chipping away at the Cornettos. Mm. Uh, eventually, we'll get through all the things we start. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> and, and one day, when we're all old and gray, we'll get together and finally finish the shield. <laughs> <laughs> one <Yeah>. day! <laughs> the- ba, 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 ba. <laughs> Last action hero four will be out of that. 
And for oh, some reason, Michael Chiklis is there. <laughs> Man, hey, somehow beats us all to the punch. I'd be down. And his band p- provides us. <laughs> oh, God, he does have a band. Oh, I that's upsetting. God. And it was, it was about what you'd expect. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> it, it, it's like Ford F-150 uh, car commercial music. Of course it is. <laughs> for some reason, Taylor Hicks is just dancing in the background. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Winning Jay Leno look like contests or something. Yeah, uh, he he needs twenty bucks. Apparently, he was at he had a concert recently in fucking Winfield. Really? Where's that? (laughs) It's like two hours. It's where my family's from. Oh, okay. It's like going back to like nineteen fifty when you, but like nineteen fifty if it was the apocalypse. Oh. Well, it, Faraday thought the world would end there. Well, speaking of weird musician mashups that you wouldn't expect, I learned something new today, just What's randomly. Okay. Did you know that the lead singer from Yellow Card actually toured with Newfound Glory for a couple years, filling mm-hmm. in for that one member they kicked out for being awful? Hmm, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, that was, uh, that's cool. Right, it was pretty neat. It's pretty, pretty cool. Neat. Pretty, yeah. pretty neat. Band members are being awful. Yeah. And then you got yellow card replacing you. Yeah, I mean, it works. <laughs> Man, fucking, at least bring the violin player with you, too. That'd be pretty neat. Yeah, he was pretty good. Really big Newfound Glory with a violin. My friend's over. Fuck, I'd listen to it. I love Newfound Glory. That would be that'd be kind of sick, actually. Man, I, the more I think about it, the more I love the idea. Yeah, I maybe, love the idea, too. Maybe we need a violin player. Somebody tweet Newfound Glory. Hey, um, I got a violin somewhere. No, they're going to be a part of that fucking when we were young bullfuckery, aren't they? You know those, they didn't invite Bowling for Soup to that? I don't think anybody should be invited to that. No, that's fair. But it, like it's they, a scam. They, it's a scam. There's no way 117 bands can play in a single day. No, it's Emo Fest. Absolutely. But like, it's it's going to be the next Fighter Fest documentary. Fire Fest. Uh, but Spider no, Fest? That's they, a bad idea. They didn't invite Bowling for Soup. Like I found that out from Bowling for Soup's TikTok. Mm. Probably, that, that's kind of fucked. Probably for the best. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, because like, is this really happening? Like, for, oh no, God no! I mean, there's no way. No. There's no, no way in one day. No, like, was like, have we heard anything else other than this fucking poster? Well, apparently yeah. they extended it to two. I think, but right, still, so like, forty-seven stage. Every band gets a song and a half. Go. Well, well, they like, uh, person who like manages a lot of these big festival concerts said like they i think they said they were gonna have three stages it's with the time allotted every band would get 33 minutes total that's including setup and takedown well, to be fair there are a lot of those bands that would only need like one song i mean yeah but like like this is every band would only have 33 minutes. Oh, say, like, the one and only festival that I've been to, <clears throat> it was two stages. <clears throat> like, one band would be playing over here, but the other band's shit would already be set up over mm-hmm. here. And then while that band's playing, the other stage is getting set up for the next show. So it was pretty seamless. That's not a bad plan. So, so yeah. they would be alternating. But, like, also that would be... A- Implied that this fucking thing's going to happen. But it also yeah. wasn't like 67 fucking bands either. Well, it was like invi- 
15. Maybe they invited 60-something bands because they knew like 30-something would cancel. It it, it, it sounds like if there's like a money mark big enough to just hire every band that played from like 2003 to 2012 and just like, hey, you all just go at the same fucking time. (laughs) It just sounds like a cacophony. It was all a setup to turn that stupid poster into an NFT. You know, that wouldn't fucking surprise me. Also, I heard some of the bands that was that poster getting uh, released was them just now finding out. I was like, "Wait, what?" Just like, "Wait, hold on. We got we got hitched up to this pony." Oh, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me if they just threw names up there and hoped for the best. Now, see, because that's what the whole thing feels like. I would love it if it's literally just somebody's like fantasy posters. Like, huh, haha, wouldn't it be funny if all these bands got to play and it just went around so hard and it's just like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. I was like, I, I, I gotta set up a stage. I gotta get a venue. Like, like he, he freaks out so hard he ends up bidding, like, making the festival real just by complete accident. And this motherfucker's Dear Evan Hansening this shit. Hey, Billy, uh, the agent for My Chemical Romance is on the phone, but I told him you have school in the morning. Mom! <laughs> Man, that's coming out. I'm fucking excited. All right, so watching the Royal Rumble, that was the biggest pop of the night. Because I watched. Yeah, because as soon as that that theme hits, it was the only recognizable goddamn theme. It's fair. Because everybody's theme was Shane. Also, I'm just going to say, Knoxville throws some fucking hell of an arm. Knoxville was one of the better people in the fucking Rumble. Yep, he had Knoxville and Bad Bunny. You know, it seems like honestly the celebrities were doing better than the wrestlers. Oh god, that was such. God, don't Two make me years. watch the Rumble. Don't don't watch it. Just <laughs> I don't watch want the Knoxville clip. Just from what I've heard, it sounds like it was miserable. It was awful. Like I, it was the first WWE I've watched since 2019, and it's the last I'm gonna watch for at least that many more years. <laughs> 2019 <laughs> years. Yes. <laughs> it was Vince McMahon will still be alive. Do you, yeah. do you know his his fucking mom didn't die until a couple of days ago? She's 101 years old. Yeah, yeah, she just died like two days ago. It was just like, how old is this? And then I saw somebody tweet, "Wouldn't it be great if Vince McMahon entered the Rumble and won it himself and dedicated it to his mom?" And everyone else is like, "The fuck is wrong with you?" Also, he already has a Rumble win under. Yes, his he already has a Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Rumble was terrible. Everything about it sucked, Man. and no one should watch it. That sounded like instead the watch the 1999 Rumble when Vince McMahon won it. Spoilers, but it's <laughs> actually kind of a hoot. Yeah, <laughs> or watch any AEW product. Yeah, that. Too. Or yeah. just make your own Rumble, or watch Last Action Hero. Yeah, because it is a it's shorter. It's more fun. It, it, it is, is a fun fucking. Makes movie. more sense. It's it's kind of a, a Royal Rumble in itself. You don't know who's going to show, but you know they're going to be famous every really thirty good. seconds. Something new. <laughs> <laughs> really good booking. <laughs> oh man and the more you uh retweet this podcast the more chances we are of getting a sequel to this bad boy that's right it's completely that's without how this works <laughs> without basis <laughs> of a statement but it's absolutely correct and i stand behind it yep it's possible just We're like gonna- uh, 100 retweets the money the, the movie just gets made that's that's how it works Work for Dan Housen, fuck. Yeah. It, it, listen, if you, if you just get enough traction on Twitter, anything can happen for you. It opens doors. Maybe some of them shouldn't be open, but, you know. The forbidden doors are nothing compared to retweets. Yep. No. <laughs> All right. So, uh, anybody else got anything? 
I think, I think we have said our last action piece. I think we're, I think yeah. we're ready for credits there, Cannon. Right. Yeah. I believe so. I believe in the... <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to take over the plugs? Yeah, go ahead, Jonathan. Yes. My friend. My colleague. Where can the people find you on the internet? Well, they can find me on the tweeters at JWNIABOI24 and John Owens on 12 on the box. Patrick. That's me. Where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterbox at John Lost His Name. And if you're listening to the week it comes out, you can look forward to checking out episode 248 of Audio Podcast, where Cannon and JoJo and myself, we, we hang out, catch up, and talk about all the movies that we enjoyed and didn't enjoy during this past week. And it's a real good time. Two hours of solid... Uh, camaraderie and s- cinema discussion. Also, thanks to uh, the Twitter, we now have an identity for this the, the belligerent second octopus. Uh, officially, this octopus will be uh, Otto's uh, spooky bride. Yeah. And uh, we'll come up with a name. You know, we'll get around to it. Don't rush us. <laughs> Follow Otto on Twitter at Otto Film Otto Otto Pod Film. Otto, do you like the movie? Yeah. What did Otto think? I liked it. Cool. It's, it's yeah. funny how you never join us for these things. Or your fucking friend here. Your, yeah. your bride. Hey, that's apparently. his lady. You your, speak, your you talk lady nice. lady there. You know. Yeah, we should all come up with a name and then put it on Twitter to have it voted on. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Cannon! Yes? Where can the people find you? Well, as always, I have been that Cannon guy. You can follow me at that Cannon guy on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Nice, and I am Justin, also known as Captain Chimmy. You can find me on Captain Chimmy's Kind of Art, where I draw things. Captain Chimmy's Kind of Music, where I make silly tunes. Now, Captain Chimmy's Toy Box, where I pose action figures and try to fill the crippling ennui that dominates my life. Hooray for late-stage capitalism! I also have content on there now. Real content. (laughs) Content! Content as uh, real as you and me. You can also swing by the comic strip here in Tuscaloosa and buy some comics. Or sell me some comics. You know, either one's fine. Uh, And then uh, you can also join us next week after you've bought your merch from tpublic.com slash user slash Caging Greatness. You can join us next week for our anniversary episode. One whole year of Caging Greatness, folks. That's right. We've got a couple fun plans. We're going to be rewatching one of uh, my favorites and seeing how it stacks up after a year of cage-ish. And then also a little fun game that Pat's got cooked we, up. We got us. some fun and we got some good times. Also, if uh, you're the lucky 100 retweeter, you get a special golden ticket that allows you to join and jump into the podcast land and meet all your favorite podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there are some some addendums to that. Uh, there are some rules. Results may vary, but yeah, sure, why not? Imagine yeah, there, there's a lot of legal hoo ha, but you know, yeah. if Joe Rogan shows up with a glass eye, I'm gonna scream. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, God. With an elephant gun, no! <laughs> Get that horse tranquilizer away from me, <laughs> or whatever the fuck, dewormer. Fuck. Yeah, be careful. If Joe Rogan gets a gun, he can shoot you right in the shin. <laughs> So yeah, that'll be next week, and uh, thank you for listening, and go watch Last Action Hero.
Yes. And we will see you next time. Say goodnight, skinny penis. <laughs> he man. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, skinny penis. Good night, babs. <laughs>